Inside Redheads Talking About Racing. Andrew Curlin here. Jason Schultz. I feel like you've used that one before, but what's different now, we're wearing the same pair of glasses. Yeah, it's like the show first started off, it's just we're two redheads, and now you're just slowly morphing into me. <laughs> no, I think you're copying me. So we have the same headphones too, but I got these headphones in like 2016. And microphone, and microphone. Yeah, but I got the microphone, I got this all first. The glasses thing was just a nice recommendation from Dr. Curland, and now I wear them. There you go. So these glasses... I'm a big fan of them, and but people think I'm so weird. Basically, they're not prescription or anything, but they block out some of the red light that like computer screens and phone screens emit, which keeps your eyes from um, drying up, and it like supposed to help you. So, but people think I'm so weird wearing it because they're like, "You don't wear glasses." I'm like, "I wear these." Yeah, I thought you were weird at first too, but then I actually asked a professional eye care professional, and they're like, "Yeah, it's probably a good idea." So I'm like, "All right." Oh, yeah, Take so you, you didn't trust my judgment. You had to go to a professional to double-check my but work. You're the one who told... Yeah, Confirm exactly. it. I don't... You haven't gone to school for... Uh, I don't know what the eye doctor is called. Optometrist? Op, I don't uh, know. Optometry. Yeah. Optometry. I think that's it. I don't know. Close. It could be wrong. <laughs> we could be totally wrong right now. You're going to college. You should learn this stuff. I don't need to learn any of that. Probably have to take some science courses and that's gonna suck. I don't. I'm I actually don't really? think I do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I don't. I have to take math, which I'm not excited about, but yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna use math a lot as a journalist. Um I'm gonna need to uh figure out derivatives and slopes and all that crap, right? <laughs> well when you go to Pocono you gotta measure the angle of the corner. Yeah, it's tri- and how triangle. much PJ1's on the track versus how much of the track drivers are actually using. Because <laughs> PJ1 at Pocono is a joke. They're trying something. Um, I don't know. I think the only way you fix Pocono is a road course. I'd love to see that. <laughs> only way you fix Pocono is blow it up and start over again. Wow. Okay. That's track. Come on. You wouldn't want to see a road course there? It'd be cool. I- I'm telling you, Poc- I was thinking of like, what track do I hate watching the most? Pocono by far now so new hampshire i knew people don't like new hampshire but this weekend's really good but i went to new hampshire growing up so i always like that one and i thought the racing this weekend was really good but now i can't pinpoint a good race ever there was that one fuel mileage race remember when like three people (laughs) ran out of fuel matt kenseth from like third or fourth one that was insane you can't even make fun of that that was a good finish Hopefully something crazy and it wild was, happens. Admit it. Admit finish. it. It was a good finish. No. Don't like Pocono. Not a fan. Wow. Not even that one. Nope. That's crazy. You're crazy. All right. Let's talk about something that was good and a track that was good. New Hampshire. Would yeah. you ever think we would have said New Hampshire would have been good a week ago? No, you're right. And... I was on the bandwagon of thinking that New Hampshire, I hated the track and never liked the racing, but I was actually more entertained and more interested and in tuned watching the racing this weekend than any other race in a while. And I think part yeah. of it was what? like NBC did such a good job just covering the track and it seemed like it was a driver's racetrack, but I enjoyed watching the racing from New Hampshire. Didn't think I'd say that. 
this is why like there were things that like action played out throughout the race i was watching with my friend tyler and we were just like stuff consistently happened throughout the race so we had uh, multiple different drivers involved in accidents you know some tires blew some guys got up in the wall some guys spun out like there was probably i'm counting one two three four five six seven different accidents that brought out cautions in that whole race when's the last time that happened this season probably it probably hasn't even happened this season just things happening throughout the race, guys having problems, leaders coming and going, different strategies, like all that combined created an eventful race and an eventful day. Yeah. And I mean, you cannot look further past that awesome, you know, finish to that race. It seemed like and my dad's a pessimist, like he's pessimistic when we're watching. I was watching with him and, and uh, my friend Henry, who's going to go to ASU with me. But hey, I um, DM him today. About what? Told him the bears suck. Oh, no, that's not. You don't want to tell him that. He is, I mean, he's diehard bears. We already placed a bet on the Bears-Patriots Super Bowl this year. I told him he's going to lose all his money. Yep. Oh, my God. He places bets on, like, literally every year he says the Bears are going to win the Super Bowl. But I don't know. I say that the Patriots, and it happens a lot. (laughs) That's that's funny. I'll, I'll have to give him crap for that. Um... Why was your dad pessimistic? Oh, yeah. My dad, he was pessimistic. He was like, oh, there's no way Hamlin's going to run Harvick down. I'm like, dad, watch the race and like maybe we'll get a good finish. And of course, those last couple of laps, the interval gets but, smaller and smaller. It was awesome. But there was a time when Hamlin was closing in and then he lost a lot of ground. And that's when I thought it was over. I thought there's no chance he closes in then. And then he actually came back. And I think um, we had Tim Fidua, who was Harvick's spotter. He was on door bumper clear again this week. He said that he didn't think Hamlin was going to catch him again after um, getting out of the groove and turns one and two at one point. But he did because Harvick kind of got stuck in some lap traffic and was uh, slowed him up a bit and gave Hamlin enough time to close in and get close. And I played, um, I don't play NASCAR video games often, but on Saturday I did with my friend Tyler. And I dive bombed him going to turn one at Bristol because I was trying to win. And I was like, oh, Hamlin should do that again. He should do that again. He kind of did. Got into Harvick in the ter- first turn. But um, I heard this. Dale was talking about this on his podcast this week. Harvick backed up the first turn. So if pretend Harvick just went in like normal turn, Hamlin could have um, pushed him really far out of the groove. And that would have killed Harvick. But Harvick backed it up. So Hamlin would just got in, hit him, but wasn't able to get him out of the groove. So they kept going. And they did the same thing in turn and three Harvick and four. And Harvick had the exit. Yeah, that he exactly. Needed. Which was like, finished like that in New Hampshire. I was kind of mad they weren't side by side, but still, it was pretty epic to see them hitting each other on the last. There was contact coming off of four. I mean, contact. I mean, the excitement and energy towards the checkered flags of three of the last four races because Daytona was horrible because it ended under rain. You know, there wasn't a finish to Daytona, but from the races that have finished under green since Chicagoland, it's been awesome. Like, you know why it happened? What? NBC? NBC is part of the reason, but we were at the track at Chicago. So we really got the drivers. They were feeling the pressure of our presence at the track. And they just started to go hard. Now, second half of the season, Jason and Andrew were here. We got to go hard. That's probably it. But I mean, I, I search on YouTube and just roam around and there are a lot of videos it's like best nascar finishes of 2018 or or of the last 10 years and stuff 
and they have a theme we get more no it's not just a theme but now we get more it's a clips trend. for the highlight reel is the way i see it more memorable moments that's something this season has been lacking so far but i don't know that promotion that nbc has where the second half things pick up things are picking up literally there were no highlight moments in the first half of the season like i can't name one second half of the season we've got three already out of four three races and four races and daytona was a good race overall it was and daytona really was a good finish. race and even justin haley winning is something to talk about that you don't really want to talk about but it is something that happens it is something that people happened. did talk <laughs> um Four consecutive first-time winners this season, so there was a trend oh, in the um, beginning didn't of the year. Didn't even think about that one like either. The same guys winning. Also, I saw this today on NBCSN when I was watching the Dale Jr. download. Truex and Kyle Busch have both won four races this season. That seems I didn't think they were at both at four. So that's eight races out of the shoot. How many races are we at? New Hampshire was number twenty. Twenty. So Joe Gibbs Racing has won half of the races this season. It seems like they've almost quietly won. I mean, I yeah. wouldn't have thought it'd be eight races. No, it's more than ten. that because yeah, Hamlin has two. two, so it's ten. It seems like they've quietly done that. Maybe it seems so shocking because when was the last Kyle Busch win? When was the last time any Joe Gibbs racing car won? making me find all these stats. Darn right. Um, See, I'm just here Kyle to Bush ask the Pocono, question. So back in early June. And then yeah. Truex had won the previous race at Charlotte. It's just like Fox doesn't make a big deal out of how that was happening, how they were dominating the season, winning the most races. And now here we are at race 20 in the last four races. I've seen four different drivers win. And it like the Fox didn't make a big, well, I guess you don't want to make a big deal that not many guys are winning races. But then in the last four races, and we see so many, like four different guys win races, it's pretty crazy that... Like, I like when there's more winners, but you just didn't realize that there was a lack of winners until now there's a bunch of winners. Yeah, and now we're talking points every single week, which I just saw Jimmy Johnson officially... points this week? Um, no, but you sent it just so we would have it. But where did you send it? That's the question. <laughs> I know it's somewhere. It exists somewhere. It's in Twitter but group chat. I'm pretty sure Jimmy Johnson, I know he's out, but I want to say he's minus... Out. Oh, 17 yep. points. That is insane if Johnson does not make it. I know. All right. We were talking about this. Uh, I sent this in our group chat on Sunday during the race, too. As much as we want Jimmy to revitalize and come alive before he retires, it very much seems like his career is going to end, just like Tony Stewart's and Dale Jr.'s, just a slow kind of methodical, not as competitive, not really doing well, maybe has a couple bright spots, but kind of ends his career. And I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, if he announces in the offseason he'll retire after next season. And this is kind of how you go out, just like those guys. Kind of with Jeff Gordon. You know, Jeff Gordon had a better end, but like his whole season wasn't that great. But he did make Miami, which is pretty impressive. That was so cool. Um, yeah. But I, Jimmy will probably end like Dale and Tony, just kind of a slow finish. I hope not. I, I hope he has success. I mean, and it's so... I'd be fascinated to just jump in the mind of Jimmy Johnson, see what he's thinking. Dale Jr. kind of opened that up in his book where he's kind of revealing when he had his first thoughts of retiring and it was earlier than maybe we expected or I'm just curious about all the timing. Um, but Johnson says he's not done yet. I mean, he still feels like he's got more to accomplish on the track. So I'm curious to see how far he wants to race. But all right, let me ask you this. Do you think he wins a race? 
I think he will before. I think so too. Because I just feel like, A, he's a seven-time champion, and he's one of the best ever. So you feel like if anybody has a chance to go out and win another race before they finish, because they're just that motivated and that driven too, it would be him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think he can win a race. I mean, we've seen speed out of Not, the Hendrick cars. I don't know if it'll happen this season. I think it'll be next season, but we'll yeah. see. I mean, we've seen speed out of the Hendrick cars, and that's something I'm curious about. I'm going to talk to William Byron this weekend at Pocono, and I kind of want to know, like, what is it that they're doing? Because, I mean, they had a slow start to the season, so what is it now that's finally clicking is it literally just taking time to understand the package or is it working better as a team? I'm curious to see what exactly the solution to Hendrick and mainly Chevrolet running better all of a sudden, right. it seems like. I don't think it's as prominent as you think. I think Byron's running better. Bowman's been running better. Chase Elliott has been running worse. And so has Jimmy Johnson. Um, I sent this morning, Bob Pockers did a comparison of points from the first 10 races and the last 10 races. And both Bowman and Byron have made significant strides. But Chase fell from um, five spots when total points accumulated over the last 10 races. And Jimmy, actually Jimmy maintained the same. He gained a little bit of points. But Byron and Bowman have been doing better. I don't think Chase has been doing a little bit worse. And Jimmy's just been kind of doing the same poor performance. So I don't think it's overall. I think it's just like bright spots that have kind of showed that there's something there. But not as... What about Larson and Kurt Busch? Entire organization-wide could be a chevrolet thing but they're still like the only chevy's doing well there's not like another chevy team like i know kurt bush won a race and larson's been doing okay but slow improvements but it's nothing drastic yeah oh we haven't talked about this yet uh harrison burton versus paul menard what do you think about that so tj majors made a good point on door bumper clear this week or Stutt looked this up. So Harrison was actually downshifting in each corner of the track. Oh, yeah. So he believes, while well, Pulmonard kind of admitted he did it on purpose, he believes Harrison was actually in the middle of a downshift when he got hit by Menard. So that change in momentum right there likely contributed to Harrison getting turned around. But I'm all for the, uh, hey, I'm all for, for someone turning someone. So it's exciting and that doesn't happen that much anymore. But if, you know, a young guy's doing something a veteran doesn't like and he turns him around, I'm all for it because it creates some good storylines. And props to Harrison for stepping up, you know, not being afraid to talk to a cup guy. I mean, he said he doesn't matter who he would race. He would, you know, talk to him. That's that's interesting, too, because um, in Chicagoland, I asked him about how do you how do you gain respect in a new series more seems like he's racing the truck series all season long they know who he is how he drives everything is driving style but when you talk about the xfinity series he only has a select number of starts with a completely different field how do you gain the respect of like walking up and just racing you know a couple races out of the blue and he kind of mirrored what he said post-race in new hampshire it's like you can't be pushed around but at the same time you have to race people pretty cleanly and whether you think harrison burton raced palminar cleanly or not is up to you but seems like he's here to not be pushed around which is interesting but he's outside the cut line of the truck series too you know kbm yeah, they've not been doing that well kbm spin off but um another thing with menard apparently he had been passed a lot roughed up by some other guys during the race so i think harrison came wrong came along at the wrong time and paul was just like screw you turnaround was just mad at the world at that moment in the race <laughs> and that kind of contributed to it so 
But hey, if that happens more, I'm all for it. You wouldn't think Paul Menard, who is like this no personality, low-key guy, would rough someone up like that. But hey, got some Paul Menard gained some cool points in my book. <laughs> Interesting. Who's got um, the most points in your cool book? I don't know. I don't care. Cool book. Everyone's tied. When someone when someone wrecks someone, I think it's cooler. They get some cool points. When someone fights someone, they get some cool points. I just making make NASCAR exciting again. This is weird, or but my cool again. book. I like the people who handle themselves the best in front of the media. That's why I really liked Carl Edwards. So Kevin Harvick's on top of your list. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I like Kurt Busch. I think he he might sound robotic at times, but at least during the during post race, right, different. I've always liked how, or at least recently, if Kurt Busch finishes second. I'd rather hear his interview than Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch seems like he's whining. Kurt Busch at least like ah, you know what? We'll move on to the next one. Seems to be a little bit more positive focused. I like that personally. The emotion if someone is mad because they lost. I would, like, Denny Hamlin said a really bad word on TV. He's I, mad see, I like that, he's like, though. That was good, sucks. too. I, so if you're mad you won't finish second, I think that's cooler than someone saying, oh, yeah, we'll screw him next week. Who cares? I don't know. I There's emotion a good mixture of both. good. I know I want, emotion's good. I don't want PR bland answer. I want someone to say, yeah, it sucks we finished second. We should have won. Not, nah. oh, yeah, we'll get him next week. We finished second, but you know what? It was great. Momentum. No. Give me some real stuff. Give me some emotion. Start crying. Think someone will cry? I, I'd rather see someone cry than say, yeah, we'll go on to next week. I don't know. I just like the way Kurt Busch, like when he said he should have wrecked him after race. Like I like after Bristol. That's what I like hearing out of drivers. That's it. All right. That's cool points. Oh, let's definitely talk fantasy. What am I talking about? Of course we're going to talk about fantasy, because guess who freaking won this week? For the first time all season. No, it's not like I went back and checked. This is not my first win. Definitely not my first Feels win. Feels like it. But you've I sucked won, all year. I won Charlotte. And, and you don't, you can't even talk, because I even looked at the point standings, and I'm like three points behind you in the, in the league. So it's not even like, oh, but I keep beating you every week, because that's not even the case. Are you going to go check now? I'll go check right here. We have, two, we have two leagues. Colonial 1273. Two leagues, I don't care yeah. about the other league. I'm talking about the podcast well, league. I just, I'm beating you in the other league, so that's what I like about it. Okay, like beating but you significantly. I don't care about that league. I don't invest my time in that one. That one's more experimental. Yeah, so Colonial 1273, 3,788 points. Then you go back to you. 3,766 points, and I am only four points behind you in the standings, so you can't even talk, because I am coming like Denny Hamlin was, only this time, I'm going to give you no, the bump and run. you're not going to pass me. No, you're not. <laughs> so all season, I've been beating you, so what makes you think now you're going to start beating me? Second half. That's when the NASCAR season starts, right, NBC? Okay. For the record, I'm beating Andrew by 200 points in our other league. The reason I'm so excited Why about this... Why do you have different points total? Shouldn't it be the same for both leagues? Now, I didn't used to copy them. I used to be like, oh, I don't know whether to put this driver or this driver in, so I would do one or the other, and that's why it varied so much. Now, I just copy my roster straight up. So you, you could have been doing that and winning all season long. That's okay. I, again, I'm focused on the podcast league, but I won with a lineup that... 
I didn't even think was that strong, but it did pretty good. So I'm, I'm pleased about that. Yeah, we had um, my friend Aaron Cavan who <laughs> beat me and tweeted about that this week. <laughs> and then the um, general manager of Charlotte Morris Speedway liked the tweet. I'm like, thanks a lot, Greg Walter. There you go. See? And like um, Jason loses. My friend Corey LaJoy's congested finished like six this week. So it was just a weird New Hampshire. There was a lot that happened in New Hampshire, so it was hard to predict. But I'd like to give myself credit for putting Kevin Harvick on the lineup for his Me first too. one of the year. Me too. I only have one start left for him, though. I'm a little concerned about that. Thanks for the update. I'll keep that in mind. Yep, no problem. Anything I All can right. do to help you out, Jason. All right, you're going to Pocono this weekend? What are yes. you going to be doing there? Okay. Um, this reminded me. Uh, I'll answer your question first, though. It's it's like, I don't know what it is. I'm so confused when things like this happen. When we put out requests for Daytona and Chicago, or Chicago and Daytona, interview requests, we had a giant list of people. We emailed their PRs, got like zero responses. It took so much work to build up like an actual interview lineup. Here, we send emails out, and within like the first day we've got like six or seven lined up i'm like i am so confused why it's this weekend it's so easy to get interview requests and then other weekends it's so hard but anyways it's gonna be really busy like we have to map it out almost every 10 minutes something new is going on throughout the whole weekend because it's kids drive nascar there's gonna be a lot of different events going on so seems like it's gonna be one of my busiest weekends of the year. And then Michigan, I've got like nothing, just one interview set up. So, um, but yeah, I've got a lot of kids drive NASCAR stuff going on. So I'll be busy with that. But, um, I realized we hadn't done like a word that I work into interviews Mm. in a while. So I figure I've got so much content that I am going to pump out. Give me a word. Give me a word to work in. Because I enjoy doing this. this What was it? What was the first one? Honey mustard. Honey mustard and pickles. Those were the first two. Those are easy. Now think about those. Those are pretty easy. Yeah. And I'm almost willing to go. Maybe I can get the driver. Oh, I dropped my pen. Say it. Maybe I can get the driver to say it. No, that. All right. So tell them about that game you played with Noah and Justin Allgaier at Daytona. Yeah, and that's actually, by the time this podcast is out, it'll probably be out on Twitter. But um, I'll be honest, I saw that Jimmy Fallon does this game. It's called Word Sneak. And him and a guest have note cards of words that they have to work into a conversation. And it kind of was inspired by how we do it on this show, where it's like you told me to say pickles. And actually, both of us had to work in pickles in our own outlets and then honey mustard so i'm like i think i'm good at this i'd like to see how drivers could do it and so i played the game with noah and justin allgaier justin allgaier was really good he was really good at the game and afterwards i showed him the words that we had for noah and he like rattled all five off in a sentence and it sounded normal it was insane so um yeah i'm i'm excited i my point is, if I give you a word, you're going to throw it into that, and that's way too easy, because that's supposed to be, like, random words and stuff. <sighs> Fine. All right, how about this? I'll do it twice, then. I'll have the driver. I'll, I'll make sure the driver has that word, and then I'll try and work it in somewhere else. You have to do it in a non-that interview. Non-game? Yeah. All right, fine. All right, so... I'm worried because you're giggling as you're looking up these words. So give me the list here. So I'll give Andrew five. I'll be nice. I'll pick one versus making him say 
the most funny one on the list. So here we go. Oh no. Pillowcase. Manure. Orgasm. Oh no. <laughs> moist. Wait, what is the Bamboo. other one? Bamboo. Wait, moist. Moist. And what's the other Bamboo. one? Bamboo. Bamboo. Hmm. Can I pick for you? No, because I feel like you're going to pick. That showed up on your, like, word Ran- generator? Random word generator. Jason, you have a dirty mind, okay? You should it's never. The word generator. Manure is a word that should not be repeated, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you should use that one. Yeah. Um, pillowcase. Oh. Pillowcase, manure, bamboo, and moist. And then the other one. Orgasm. You forgot orgasm. Yeah. Um, do I have to pick now, or can I, like... Now, we can leave people Or can I just, like, lay on my pillowcase tonight and think about it? <laughs> when you... <sighs> Never mind. What? Yeah. Well, well, were you, you about to make another nope. word reference? <laughs> <laughs> oh no okay you go ahead this is this is going off the rails here <laughs> for the second week in a row the end of this podcast is going downhill quick <laughs> um how about you just use all five in five different interviews no no that's not how it's gonna work i feel like no. mm, i'm gonna tell you how it's gonna work i feel like moist is the easiest one people hate the word moist yeah i don't know why girls hate it all right. If only I was like talking to Clint Boyer, I could like work manure in so perfectly. So um, when you're out on the farm using scooping that manure, manure, what do you, right? What do you think about? All right, hold on. Actually, here I'll just read through the list of drivers. Um, so Todd Gilland, Suarez, Byron, Hamlin, Ryan Priest, Chris Busher, Eric Amarola, Landon Castle. Landon Castle, I love him. Yeah, I'm going to do the word you, game you with him. You say that for me? Yeah, I will. But I'm going to officially gonna... do the word game with him. But if you want, I can work okay. in one of those words with Landon, too. No, just tell Landon Jason loves him and that he should do a podcast and a vlog right away. <laughs> I will do that. Um, all right. Before this podcast gets too far off the rails, I mean, it's just getting moist up in there. here. Um, <laughs> that didn't even work. I know. Where can we follow you, Jason Schultz? Follow me at Hey Jason Schultz on Twitter and Instagram. Like, and if you want to go to my website, HeyJasonSchultz.com, I actually just updated all my content on there. So go check that out. And if you want to follow Andrew, here are the six different handles he has. So it makes it super <laughs> confusing. Yes. If you get confused discerning between Twitter and Instagram, um, I'm sorry for you. I'm just going to put it there. It's not that difficult. On Twitter, Andrew Curlin TV. But if you type in my name, you'll probably get there before you have to hit the TV part. On Instagram, it's super simple. It's just my name, no TV. But if you type in TV, I don't think any, I don't think it'll hurt. I don't think it'll be bad. So that's where you can go. And if you want to check out an outdated website, go to andrewkerland.tv. So you should update it. It's probably good to update it. You're going to have to start branding yourself when you're in college. People I are know. like, oh, yeah, who are you? What do you do? So I need to update it. I haven't used out. it in a while. I need to figure out a better way to put content on there because the way I update it takes forever and it's super tedious. So I'm going to have to figure something out. So, but yeah, yeah, that's where you can follow us. Tweet us about fantasy or about the show. If you're at Pocono. Yeah, if you're at Pocono, definitely um, come say hello to me. You can also see a live 
recording of Door Bumper Clear going on, which should be really cool. Live episode that's going on at Pocono live. So Dude, this is literally <laughs> the only way people are going to hear about this because we even talk about it on the podcast and <laughs> Pocono tweeted it and the tweet got like three likes. So, but it's not even a live recording. It's just yeah, Q&A. I kind of wish, wish we were actually doing that like for real and Jason could have gone to Pocono. But you know what? There's always next time. There is always next time. But um, yeah, tell us, tell us what you think of the show. Um, I know we've got some listeners out there who listen every week, so I appreciate it. And um, that's about it, right? Howdy. All right. Howdy. Goodbye. I need to go climb some bamboo and um, dig up some manure. So I'll be <laughs> back. <laughs> you forgot... Nope. Yeah, use the one All right. Thanks for listening. Out. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>